This is John Jackson Miller, and you're listening to the Star Wars Canon Podcast. May the Force be with you. There are stories about what happened. It's true. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Star Wars Canon Podcast, episode 68. We're almost to 70. We're getting there. Welcome to episode 68. I am your host, Brian Miller, and I'm so glad that you've decided to join me to talk about our favorite thing in the world yet again, Star Wars. And finally, finally, the the prodigal son returns. I have got with me from across the pond, straight from Cairo, Egypt. I've got Mr. Usuf Wally with me. How are you doing today, brother? I'm good. Thank you for the lovely intro, my man. Uh, it's been a long time. I've really missed being on the show. Had a lot of personal problems, and I do appreciate you, uh, you know, um, genuinely just being thoughtful and considerate about it and mentioning it uh, uh, to me, and some kind messages popped up on Facebook as well. So thank you for that, everyone. And um, yes, uh, I'm really excited to talk about Star Wars. A lot has been happening. It's extremely exciting. Oh, yeah. Extremely. This is a great time to be a Star Wars fan. As we keep saying, I know, but it's always a great time to be a star wars fan it's especially it's but especially right now um and so I'm, I'm i'm really glad you finally were able to 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 hop on um i've i've felt very lonely doing the podcast by myself and so uh i'm i'm, I'm really glad to have you back man and we finally got the crew back together that's great and maybe maybe uh here in the next couple of weeks we can get everybody together do a full panel again Absolutely. with Steven and JG, see if we can get everybody's schedules to, to line up and, uh, and uh, do a full panel. Absolutely. We got a lot to, I, I want to. We got a lot to talk about and a lot to look forward to with Celebration coming up. And- oh, yeah. And, and you know, with, with Celebration, I think it'd be really cool to get the guys on anyway and, and exactly. kind of talk about everything that's, that's you know, happening. And, you know, every, oh, we're getting a crap load of announcements, dude. We're getting so much stuff this year at Celebration. It's going to be great. So uh, we're going to talk about all that here in a little bit. Uh, So this week, I thought since Usuf was joining us, uh, I went and looked at some mailbag questions. And a lot of the mailbag questions were about the the main news stories that I had picked out that we were going to talk about. So I decided we're just going to do the mailbag questions. I've got, I think, seven questions picked out this week. So this is going to be a little bit of a mailbag episode. Excuse me for a second too, because I'm coming off of a respiratory thing, and so I'm still got the cough, and I can't I can't shake it. So please please bear with me while we're getting through this. But uh, so I figured we would just do some mailbag questions, you know, and get into it and 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 talk about some Star Wars. But before we do, uh, real quick, I wanted to let everybody know about May sixth. Mark your calendars. Uh, on May sixth, I'm going to be doing a 24 hour live stream uh, from 7 p.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, and we're going to be uh, playing Jedi Fallen Order, and when we finish it, if we finish it, we're going to be moving into Survivor, which comes out the week before. Uh, but this 24-hour live stream, we're going to be uh, taking donations to help raise awareness and uh, prevent veteran suicide. It's something that means a lot to me and something that hits pretty close to home. Um, and the way we're going to be doing that is behind me, I've got a whole bunch of hardback novels that uh, I've bought over the years. Uh, I've, I've got everything from A New Dawn up to, I think, Light of the Jedi. And so 
if you donate over a certain amount during that live stream, you'll get to choose which book of which books are still available. You'll get to choose uh, which which novel you'd like for me to send you as a thank you for your donation. I think it's a great way to get these books into the hands of people who will appreciate them, and they're just, you know so they won't just sit here and collect dust. Um, and and so that's that's what we're doing on May six. So mark your calendars. I'm very excited about it. I can't wait. So. Uh, with that out of the way, what do you say we talk some Star Wars, Usyf? Let's get into it. That's what everybody's actually Can't here wait. for. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yep. So, like I said, we've got seven questions picked out this week, and there's seven really good questions, uh, and it's it's stuff that I really do want to talk about. So, uh, let's just get right into it. Question number one this week comes from Jesse Burns, and Jesse says, "Hey Brian and Usyf, what are some of your predictions for Celebration?" Uh, thanks for sending in the question. And, yeah, this is one of those things we were going to talk about anyway. And so when I saw the mailbag question, I thought, we'll just throw the mailbag question up, and we'll, we'll do it that way. So, uh, Usif, Celebration is, what, a week away? And so what are some things, yeah, I mean, what are I some mean, things you think we're going to be getting? I mean, it's important, firstly, yeah, we there's a lot to talk about. We could talk about Mando. We could talk about other shows, but it's important to talk about Celebration. Because we could always talk about Mando season ends. We can always talk about these other, you know, any other content we, which, which we're getting, which we will be talking about. But it's extremely important to talk about Celebration is because lately it feels like there's been a, a lack of concrete vision mm-hmm. for Star Wars in the next few years, let's say. Because in the past, we've always, yeah, we knew there were shows coming out potentially. Yeah, are they getting an Obi-Wan show or not? Or uh, we always had movies to look forward to. Now, all of a sudden... There's no movies confirmed, and we keep getting we keep hearing rumors and getting news of directors pulling out or writer changes and stuff. So we're hopefully we're going to be getting confirmation about the next few movies. I just want to make sure that it's absolutely you know for sure. I think there's another question about this. You know, there's a few shows which I'm really extremely looking forward to. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just I, I, that's really what I'm 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 hoping to get is a, a, a like a reassurance is what I'm hoping to get out of celebration. You know, some actual concrete information about the next upcoming movies and shows and when they'll be released. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't believe that Marvel is going ahead with like the next 10 years of movies already announced. And here we are in Star Wars and we have nothing close to that. Not yet. You know, we have a few shows, which we know are coming, but not nowhere near enough. And I know that Celebration should be everything, not just the shows, but the, you know, the actors, some, some actors, you know, uh, the, the video games, all of that. I'm really excited for the video games as well. Know these the, the the word about you know the EA game up, uh, coming up, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to be fully open world is going to be amazing and traversing different planets. Apparently, there's a game by an unconfirmed developer which is going to be massive, kind of like Elder Scrolls massive. If you're a Skyrim fan or Oblivion fan or anything like that, like I am, I'm a huge video game. Yeah, I can't wait to hear all these things. So I'm 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 pleasantly you know, anticipating everything. And I'm, uh, I just need this concrete vision to, to, to start filling in. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And you know, there's like you were saying, it's been up and down like crazy with, with the films. I mean, cause I think I said it on last week's episode, we we're pretty sure the next film we're getting is going to be in 2025. And so we're at that point, we'll have gone six years without a star Wars movie. And it's almost, and, and don't get me wrong, like, I don't like to sit here and bash Lucasfilm. I don't, because they're still giving us Star Wars stuff. But, man, that's kind of embarrassing, you know, that yep. Marvel is just pumping these movies out. And like you said, have, like, a 10-year plan, and we can't even get directors to stay attached to Star Wars films, you know? And so, 
I'm, I'm hoping that next week we get some, I, I know, I'll tell you this, I know for a fact we're getting at least one title and one synopsis um, announced. Obviously no trailer, but we are getting at least one title and one synopsis announced. Uh, I, I know that there's most likely going to be two more movies announced. Uh, I'm not sure entirely what one of them is, but I have an idea of what the other one is. I was talking to somebody that was kind of privy, uh, but I'm not allowed to say anything yet. So, uh, And I'm hoping that they're right. I'm hoping that because it sounds awesome. I'm hoping to God it's correct. So um, if it's true, celebration this year is going to be huge. Is what I'm is what I'm saying. So, um, I that's my prediction. We're gonna get the the one or at least one title and at least uh, the synopsis for that one. And then after that, um, I think you, you'll get a couple of titles. That's that's what I'm gonna say. There's gonna be a couple of titles. So, I uh, I know we're, better than nothing. That's for sure. Oh yeah, no, we're oh yeah, we're we're gonna be getting. Uh, I, I promise you, we're gonna be getting announcement for Bad Batch season three. Um, cool. that's going to be happening. I know we're getting the trailer for Ahsoka. I know we're getting the trailer for Skeleton Crew. Um, and so there's, there's so much to be excited about, you know, there's so much to be happy about, about for as being a star Wars fan. There's one thing I don't know if they're actually going to do at celebration or not. And I kind of want to get your opinion on this, Yusuf, because I've been asked several times. First off, it's kind of a two parter. First off, do you think Kathy Kennedy is going to be stuck is sticking around Lucasfilm? And second, as a follow-up, if not, do you think they're going to announce it at Celebration? Yeah, so I heard you. You know, we, we were talking about this in general, and you were talking about this on last episode. I, I think Kathy Kennedy is going to be is going to stick around. And I think if she's not going to stick around, I don't think they would announce it at Celebration. I don't think that's something that would be announced, really. I agree. I don't think so, such a... Well, first things first, if, you, if you're a fan like we are and we're looking at the nitty-gritty, the details and sort of the everything, all, all of the little details into Star Wars, into Lucasfilm, we look into the Lucasfilm staff and which director and writers attached to what, what have they done before, Kathy Kennedy is doing what is the project manager. If you're a general Star Wars fan, you're not looking at any of that. You might not even know who Kathy Kennedy is, right. honestly. Um, but the, yeah, so Star Wars Celebration is meant to be something sort of to combine the both, to give the, the, the real hardcore fans something to look forward to and a payoff for the amount of, you know, detail that they've been paying attention to. And it's also meant to, you know, for the casual fan or the really good fan who's very into Star Wars, but may not necessarily care or know who, who, who Kenneth, Kathy Kennedy is. Um, just, you know, Hey, you can, you can just take a look here. If you know, this is what we have coming right now. If, uh, if it's all of a sudden announced that the CEO is coming off and I know, you know, ever since, you know, this is the Steve jobs and Elon Musk era, right? This is the sort of thing where <laughs> the, 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 figureheads and the mastheads sort of heads, it's, it carries a lot of weight. So it's important even to the general public who's managing what, it, you know, even in sports fans now. A, a normal conversation across any sport will usually feature nowadays more often than not more often than before for sure who the manager is who the coach is who's doing what whereas you know on average on an average conversation excuse me let's say about 10 years ago you wouldn't have gotten that in a general conversation so no it is i agree that it is important nowadays to to see who's leading what and is going to be common knowledge but not so important to actually announce it at celebration that kathy kennedy's leaving or staying or who's coming on it they'll announce directors and writers and say oh so he's affiliated with us now he's going to be taking a film 
He's going to be doing it. Remember, remember when the trailer came out? Well, not a trailer. It was like a teaser, excuse me. It came out for the Star Wars uh, film, which was, we, we were all very sad to see shelved or hear that it was shelved because it was uh, rumored. Um, it was going to be a Star, a, a Star Wars um, a fighter pilot. Uh, a oh, Rogue Squadron. Rogue, Rogue Squadron. Squadron, yeah. So yeah, it was kind of like how the game where you know where we um, when we played Squadrons, we, we we loved it, right? It was absolutely fantastic. It's a game, there's a story in there. It was pretty cool because that mm-hmm. that's canon, so it's fantastic to have that in there. And then in the novels, whenever we read, you know, we have a fighter pilot sort of uh, a view right there, the first person view in, in in narrative. It's so cool. That just had to be a film eventually, yeah. you know. But then, to, and then the teaser and everything it went all in, and it was fantastic. And um, you know, she, uh, you know, she was she was writing and she was co-directing and she was on there and she, she was she. There was a, a a video of her with a with, with a fighter jet. I think it was an F eighteen. Not sure if it was an F eighteen or F F twenty two down there. And then there was like a Star Wars model flying above her, and it was fantastic. It was amazing. That video was hardcore. I can't <laughs> believe that that was shelved. So something like that, definitely, that'll be announced again and again, over and over again. But something like somebody leaving Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that that will be announced at Celebration. But I do think Kathy Candy is sticking on. I, I think that the lack of getting a team together, or a clear ten-year plan, or even a three-year plan for you know movies and hardcore stuff. I, I, I'll be honest. I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt here, and giving Lucasfilm in general the benefit of the doubt. I think they do have something in the works, mm-hmm. similar to how you mentioned last episode. You know, the novelizations and everything for not not just for the books and for canon in general and for the stories that they want to get out there, but High Republic, a completely new direction, which is very important because one of my you know most anticipated shows. I know there's a question coming up, but um, one of my most anticipated shows is actually off the back of you know, High Republic. Mm-hmm. So it's important for them to do this world building, which Lucasfilm had never fully embraced in the past. Right. Possibly a budget issue, possibly just, you know, a variety issue. I'm not sure. But now that they're doing all this stuff and they're giving us all this world building between every detail and the next, there's a, there's an extra bit of world building. And I love it. I love it. And I think, I think they'll have that mapped to a certain extent. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what they have. And I think, I think that, you know, I don't think it's a Kathy Kennedy issue. I think it's more of a, I think it's more of a general over overhauling because they're overhauling Canon again and again and again. So I'm, oh, yeah. I'm just wondering how far that they can take this, you know. Right. I mean, they can't just give everything to John Favreau, can they? <laughs> Why like, not? <laughs> they could. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, the man's got enough on his plate already. You're not wrong. I, mean, I think, so we, 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 we joke on, on social media and say that, you know, why is the Darksaber so heavy for, for, for Pedro Pascal to carry well, it's because he's not just carrying the saber; he's carrying the entire fate of the franchise on his shoulders, <laughs> isn't he? I think that's actually John Favreau and Dave Filoni, isn't it? It's yeah. not really. I mean, Pedro's an actor; he's an amazing one. That's, yeah. that's for sure. But I mean, seriously, John Favreau and, and Dave Filoni have got everything on their shoulders just now. Right. And um, and and yeah, I just can't wait to see what they have cooked up. Maybe. Maybe it's them. Maybe they're the ones doing everything. Maybe other directors coming and being intimidated by what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure what's going on, but yeah, yeah. And, and this all goes back to remember when uh, the Game of Thrones directors, um, yeah. Oh when yeah. They were, when they were when Benioff and be, Weiss, Benioff and Weiss, when they were yeah. supposed to be uh, directing an entire trilogy, and it was rumored that that was the reason that the last season of Game of Thrones was so rushed or felt rushed. 
that, you know, oh, they were just trying to wrap this up because they got an offer to go with Disney and Lucasfilm to work on the Star Wars trilogy. So they were just going to go and start that. And all of a sudden it's okay. So we're not entirely sure the actual, how real those two events are connected. Right. Because Game of Thrones might have just been, HBO might have just been, well, listen, we can't keep going because we're going to lose interest eventually. You got to finish it now, which is a genuine concern, which great people have, mm. have in general when writing. But yeah, what do you think? I mean, do you think, Kathy, do you think that it's general, generally her fault? Like it's a personal issue or it's a managerial issue and it comes from her office or it comes from her management? I, I, <laughs> I, I'm going to say something. I'm going to do something I've, I don't normally do. I'm going to join the camp that I think there's an issue with Kathy Kennedy. Um, okay. which I've, which I've never really, you know, actively been a part of that camp. I've never actively talked crap on Kathy. You know what I mean? Like I, I, anytime I see a report, Kathy's leaving at the end of the year. No, she's not. Like I've always, you know, defended her, you know, all things considered, but I'm of the mindset that this is, there was a, a report that the reason she's wanting to push a film by 2025 so badly is that her job depends on it. And that they told right. her, if you don't have a film out by 2025, you're getting the boot. Because like I said, six years without a Star Wars movie is embarrassing. You spent $4.3 billion on the franchise. Do Star Wars. That's what people want is Star Wars. You know, Don't table Star Wars films for a minute to do an indie film. Why can't you do both? How many movies does Marvel work on at a time? You know, I mean, they're, they're constantly three, three films in, a, in production at a time. You know, so they can do it if they just do it right. But I think the problem is... Kathy Kennedy, because it's the same issue over and over again. Directors leaving, writers leaving. It's it's the same thing over and over again. And I'm wondering why they can't get on the same page with Kathy, or why Kathy can't get on the same page as them. Um, I think I said it last week. My my personal theory is that you know, don't get me wrong. I love George Lucas. He he's the maker. He gave us everything that we love, right? But he surrounded himself with yes men, and you know, when the prequels came along, he surrounded himself with yes men so that when he wanted to do something, everybody's like, that's George Lucas. When George Lucas tells you to do something, you just do it, you know? And so... Yeah, it was a one-man show scenario, right. more or less, wasn't it? Right, yeah. And and so I feel like Kathy is kind of doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, she's... I feel like she's a total control freak with Star Wars. If something doesn't match something she wants to do, then, no, we're going to find somebody else. And, you know, I mean, look at what's happened with it so far. Look at where it's gotten us. You know, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of the Star Wars sequels, you know, of, of the sequel films. And I loved Rogue One. Solo's growing on me. Adore Mando. I adore Mandalorian. Um, Who doesn't? And I loved, yeah, and I loved Andor. I loved Andor so yeah, much. I can't absolutely. wait for season two. Absolutely. And so it makes it makes me sit here and go, who's working on the stuff that I love right now? You know, and it's... It's John Favreau and Dave Filoni, but you know, and Filoni we trust. So, I don't think we're going to get any announcement about Kathy leaving at Celebration. However, I do think her job is depending on getting a film out by twenty twenty five. Just like I said, okay. just because of how embarrassing yeah. it you know it can look to to people that you haven't done one. Plus, I mean, you know, the, some of the rumors was that she was going to announce that she was leaving either right before or right after Indy comes out, Indy 5 comes out. And what message would that send if you announce your retirement right before your final movie comes out? I don't want to be here for right. the fallout. I'm leaving. You know, what does that say about the film? You don't put any faith in your film. 
And but. after Indy, I just I'm of the mindset her job depends on 2025. So I think we're going to be having this conversation again, probably what three years from now, the 2026. I think we're going to be having the same conversation three years from now, after the next film comes out. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at with the Kathy Kennedy thing. I I don't want it to be true. I want her to make awesome Star Wars stuff. You know, and and I was so disappointed when I found out Rogue Squadron was tabled. And I'm pretty sure there was a bunch of drama around that as well. But, you know, we will never know, you know, until somebody opens their mouth in an interview and says the wrong thing. And we're like, oh, so that's what happened. Right. So. um, But, yeah, I think Celebration is going to be a huge one this year and uh, really looking forward to what they have to announce. I'm curious about the Obi-Wan Kenobi panel, though. Because I think, I'm pretty sure this Obi-Wan panel is just going to be like, a, hey, the series is out now. You've seen all of it. You know, this time last year we showed you the first two episodes. Now the whole series is out. Let's do a reunion with Ewan and Hayden and, you know, and everybody and talk about the series and everything like that. I, I don't think we're going to get a season two announcement out of that. So, No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think they should. Oh, listen, so I, I'm one of the, those people who completely ate that show up. I love oh, it yeah. 100%. Um, other other fans, other friends of mine, um, not just here in Egypt, but a couple of friends of mine in the UK as well. So they, huge Star Wars fans, they felt, yeah, it's nice to see it, and it was great. But you know, it there wasn't anything added. It wasn't a story. Well, I mean, my response to that was, what what did you expect? <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course, this is what we're going to see. What we were supposed to see was, you know, they gave us what we, you know, some closure about the whole Obi Wan versus Vader and, and coming coming face-to-face with her because we got Ahsoka versus Vader um, in, um, in Rebels. And, right. um, if you haven't seen that, watch Rebels because I'm, I'm watching Rebels right now and it's, it's amazing. It's really, <laughs> really good. But So we never got to see Obi-Wan versus Vader except obviously seeing episode 4 and you hope. Yeah, it, it was, it was I'm, I'm, I'm just reliving it right now and talking about it. It's so <laughs> cool. I loved it. It was fantastic. I don't think we're going to get a season 2 because there's, there's not going to, sh- there should not be an Obi-Wan versus Vader Again, right, but, again. Yeah, yeah, there can't, there can't. And if there, well, I mean, I don't know if there can't be, but there, there couldn't, there shouldn't be. So if right. there would be, it would be Obi-Wan potentially helping out some something else or some more Inquisitor action or uh, potentially Luke and Leia growing up a little bit of his perspective, a little bit of her perspective, that's right, potentially. So there, there's just a lot there that won't necessarily be a main event sort of thing. So I don't think there's a reason for that. Hayden Christensen recently was at, a sort of Comic Con. It was the it was a Middle East uh, fan comic book and, and novel festival, something like that, uh, fantasy and comic book festival. Mm-hmm. And I was in the UAE. It was in the Emirates. It was in Abu Dhabi or Dubai, something like that. And he and Christensen was there. There were a bunch of writers there that was there that were there. Excuse me. Um, Harrison Ford was supposed to be there that backed out or something like that. Uh, there were a bunch of people from there. The creators, uh, the creators of Cyberpunk, were there. Um, the, you know, there was a lot of really good stuff over there. Uh, NEFCC, something like that. And Hayden was there. He he was he kept getting bombarded with questions about the next show. If there's something going on, is he in the next movies? And he was like, I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. I can't talk. Well, I mean, he can't talk about anything, but that probably <laughs> doesn't mean that there is something to talk about. Right. It just means you know he's waiting until celebration because he's going to be there definitely on the panel. Um, right. But yeah. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's, it's always good to see him. You know, he's, he's amazing. He's a cornerstone in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this celebration. I already told my boss 
that's a Friday. I have a desk job now. So <laughs> I, I told my boss, I've got two monitors on my computer at work, and I was like, one of them is going to be on celebration. I'm going to have one ear to it. I'm going to have earbuds in. Don't talk to me. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, I told everybody in my office, I, I'm going to be watching that monitor that day. And if I have to go take a lap around the parking lot, excuse me for a minute, i got to go take a lap, a lap around the parking lot. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what they're uh, going to be bringing to the table. And, and uh, especially because we're not getting a celebration next year. You know, and so um, I think our I think our goal here is to try to make the 2025 celebration because I've never been and I, I want to go and I feel like 2025 would be a really big year to go. You know, Star Wars is coming back to the big screen. Um, and, you know, we'll get a trailer. We'll want to go and meet up there together. That would be amazing. That would be so like fun. Stream there. Oh my god, that would be amazing. That would be so fun. Maybe we. That's two this, years out. Me and Brian and I, we we haven't actually met in person. People don't realize yeah. this. We've just met. We met, I was just bringing this up on the group two years ago, something like that, when when I started listening to the podcast maybe three years ago, just before COVID started. And then um, and then when we started talking a little bit more and I started and I actually joined the podcast, yeah, that was when we started actually talking. So that was pretty amazing for that, for that to happen. Yeah, no, because I, I, we've talked um, about if, you know, because always, I've always wanted to go to Egypt. I love Egyptology. I, I love ancient Egyptians. I love it. And so, uh, if we ever come over there, I've got a, a, a built-in tour guide. Over. Yeah, I've got a built-in tour of guide. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, later this year, there's going to be the opening of the new Grand Egyptian Museum. Nice. So, there was the Egyptian Museum. That was in downtown Cairo. The Grand Egyptian Museum. It was always in the plan, but, you know, for obvious political turbulence that's been happening over the past 10 to 15 years. Um, so yeah, the, the Grand Egyptian Museum. If you research it, the GEM is hopefully there's going to be a grand opening later this year. It's, it's right next to the pyramids, and you get there, and it's listen. This this thing is amazing. It's not just a museum. It's like the Smithsonian. It's like obviously it's not nowhere as big as the Smithsonian. Smithsonian is huge. That's 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 like history records. You know, it's amazing. It's not it's not going to be beaten anytime soon. The pure size of it, but the Grand Egyptian Museum is a, isn't just a museum. It's a research facility. It's going to have courses and stuff in there. It's going to have like a mini campus in there as well. You get a whole panoramic view. There's the site of the pyramids in, in, in down in Aswan where the sun shone on the face of the statue of Pharaoh twice a year. And they coincided with the anniversaries of the day he was born and the day that he was coronated. That's how accurate these mofos were. I love and stuff they, like that. They got it to be replicated in this museum so they took one of the statues oh and they brought them up from aswan and got them up here and they did the same thing in this chamber and that's going to be a biannual event so well wait not biannual biannual means every two years so twice right. a year right this will happen and it will be a very special event where you have to i'm gonna i'm, I'm already trying to source tickets you know i want to be there oh, for sunrise so and sunset cool. on this of this statue i'll be there at 4 a.m just to see the sunshine on his ass it's gonna be amazing <laughs> We, it's uh, gonna be amazing. We might have to do a uh, a show from there, do an actual podcast oh, from yes, there, and, yes, and yes, record yes. it and upload. So uh, maybe someday we'll get lucky and we'll be able to do something like that. So, uh, but celebration, yeah, we should definitely all try to go to celebration together. That'd be cool. Get everybody yeah, in the same right. room together. And... Celebration. <laughs> <laughs> we derailed. That wasn't that was intention at all? <laughs> that's okay. No, we derailed. If, for those of you that, that are watching or listening, so Usif and I, like he said, we've been friends for a while. 
Um, but this is the first time we've actually spoken, other than Messenger, this is the first time we've actually spoken in months since before my father-in-law passed away and all that and before I, you know, shut everything down for a while. So um, we might derail a little bit because we just want to talk, you know, so uh, just just a heads up. But as far as celebration goes, yeah. yeah, as far as celebration goes, I think it's going to be a really great year this year. I can't wait till next absolutely. weekend. And uh, I think it's I think it's going to be absolutely wild. So. Uh, if if what we got this past week, oh, in do you think Mando in, in terms and... of celebration for the novels as well? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For novels, as well. yes, yes. So for like, like the next phase of High Republic ought to be announced. Right, right. right. Yeah, and um, which actually on High Republic, any comic I book runs? Get, um, I know they've already announced a summer crossover between Afro Vader, Star Wars, and Bounty Hunters again. Um, okay. Another one. So. Um, I'm glad you said comics, though, because I went and got my pull file today. I need to go upstairs and get it when we're done recording and, and add it to the to the list of stuff. So I don't know if anybody can see or not, but I've got a stack of comic books behind me on the video version. I'm still in Crimson Rain. I'm still trying to get through Crimson Rain, and and so uh, I'm I'm kind of like binge reading at this point, trying to get through them. So uh, yeah, I don't know about comics at Celebration. I'm, they might announce something cool, but yeah, novels. They I think they're gonna. I think we got some cool stuff coming. We got some cool novels coming that are kind of flying under the radar, like the Red Blade, the, the Inquisitor story, and stuff like that. There's there's some cool novels coming. Inquisitors, yes. So, exactly. uh, anyway, yeah. So that was that's kind of our predictions for celebration. Uh, like I said, it's going to be a big year this year. I can't wait. Um, so just just get ready for the for the inevitable heart attack that we're all going to have uh, come this time next week. So thanks for sending in the question, Jesse. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, question number two this week comes from Emily Brooks, and Emily says, Oh my God, did you see Zeb in this week's episode of Mando? He looked so good. Is this a tease for things to come or just a one-off cameo? I love you guys and your discussions. Thanks for sending in the question, Emily. And yeah, we finally, finally got a live-action Zebarellius. And so, Usa He looked outstanding. He looked, he looked amazing. Outstanding. He, he looked, looked so good. Um, and so... Yeah. We, when Kirsten and I were watching this, um, and it's so early in the episode too. Usually the cameos are yeah, like yeah, further yeah. into the, this is was like so right after the well. title card. I almost, exactly. Yeah. I, I almost didn't catch it. Like yeah. I almost didn't notice it. I was looking at my phone at the time. I was looking up. I was like, wait, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah. Thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. the Lasat first and I was like, oh, it's a Lasat. That's cool. And then he started talking yeah. and I'm like, well, there's only a few Lasats. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> is that. Nuh-uh. That's, <gasps> and I look at Kirsty and she's just like, like staring at the screen. We named our cat Gara Zebarellius. So she's like oh, looking at our cat. He was cuddling with us. And she's like, it's you. And like, she, so we were like so dumbfounded by it. We had to stop it. I freaked out. I fangirled. And then we had to back the scene up and watch it again. And then we continued with yeah. the episode. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. It was so cool to see Zeb. So this is now the second character from Rebels, if you don't count Ahsoka. I count her as Clone Wars. Uh, this is the second mm-hmm. character from Rebels that has now made the jump to live action. We had Chopper and Rogue One kind of in a background scene. And now we've had Zeb. And we know the Ahsoka series is going to be the spiritual sequel to Rebels, if not the actual sequel to Rebels. Um, and so, dude, like my, my excitement for Rebels, right, was like here. And now it's like way up here, and I'm like, dude, this is gonna be insane. Uh, wh- what are your thoughts, man? Like, do you, okay, so the second part of that I, question: I Do you think it was a tease? Like Ezra, 
Oh yeah. Do you yeah. think I it was mean, a tease I have or that a one-off? Ezra was gonna be close behind. No, no, it's a tease. Yeah. It's not gonna be a one-off. No, no, this is they nothing. Nothing happens by accident anymore in yeah. this timeline. In this timeline, they're gonna bring everything together. Maybe. So here's. Do you remember how stoked you were telling us about? when you read the novelization of episode nine rise of skywalker yes it was it was much more detailed at the end you know at the end towards the climax you know the call out into the galaxy to rise up together to fight the empire or the first order and everybody assembled and you know all these different ships from all these different novels and all these different characters from across all these different time uh, excuse me from across the same timelines just all these different eras and they had been mentioned separately just never together so that culmination went really under the radar because not a lot of people who watched the films could who, who could actually resonate with it because they hadn't read the novels they hadn't right. seen the comic books they hadn't actually felt that whereas we really oh okay so you're giving it a sort of an, a, you know a hidden hand sort of thing you know the invisible hand is moving in it's making me feel a lot more a lot, a, a lot more secure about this ending because it is a culmination. These are amazing characters that we love and have seen throughout Star Wars in general. So this is, I think, what they're doing. They're trying to bring it together so that, oh, yeah, you know him from Rebels. Mm -hmm. So if you've watched Rebels, you're going to love this and you're going to see what they do. And even if you haven't watched Rebels, well, he's going to be in there. And then if you go back and watch Rebels later on, you'd be like, oh, that's where he's from. Or if you, the video game and so on. I mean, I was half expecting you know, Seer's name to come up at one point because right. that's how confident I am that, the, you know, Seer being the character, you know, she was a Jedi and she was in the video game uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Right. And hopefully, and, you know, she's going to be the next one as well. Um, yeah, I'm half expecting her, you know, her name or other names of people to come up as well, like Greer and whatever, because really that's how intertwined they're making it. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm really excited. No, I don't think it's a one-off at all. I think this is a sign of more things to come. Right. I, I think you're right, especially with the tease of the Pergill that we got a couple of weeks ago in Mando through the hype, the hyperspace whales. I think that was yeah, a tease yeah. of things to come. I and I think Zeb was a tease of things to come. And I definitely am going to make a prediction on this. I'm going to make two predictions about Mando, um, and we'll see if I'm right here in the next three weeks. I'm going to the first prediction. I think is pretty obvious. Uh, I'm going to say Sabine Wren is going to pop up in this series. In this season, I think, because okay. now that Bo-Katan okay. is, you know, going out to look for other Mandalorians, I think she is going to go find Sabine Wren. I definitely think Sabine's popping up, um, because this okay. is the last live-action show that they're doing, I think, before Ahsoka, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, and so, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, she's going to pop up, and my other prediction is maybe not so um, obvious, but I'm going to say... Um, Boba Fett's gonna pop up. I think I think Boba right. Fett is gonna make an appearance, and so uh, I just I have this feeling like he pops up when you when you need him, you know. So I think I think Fett's gonna make an appearance also, and you know he's Mandalorian, so he made it a point to say I am Mandalorian, and even though you know, do you think Gideon is coming back? Oh yeah, or is he gonna make an appearance? Oh, yeah. Gideon, I guarantee Gideon In this will be season. In this. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think he's think going to be. Thrawn? Do you think Thrawn is coming See, this See, and season? that's the thing, because <laughs> now that Zeb has made an appearance, right, I am a very, I'm very much a never-say-never never guy with Star Wars now. Never mm. say Especially never. Especially now. Yeah, and, and so, like, I asked this on the Star Wars Newsnet live stream last night. 
when we were talking about it. At what point do we stop being surprised when cameos happen? Because they just keep getting better and better, right? And so think about what Mando's given us so far. We've got, you know, Cobb Vanth from the Aftermath novels wearing Boba right. Fett's armor, riding on Darth Vader's pod racer. We got the return of Boba Fett. We got with with Book of Boba Fett, we got Cad Bane. You know, with with uh, Mando. Uh, who else? Who else have we got? We had the introduction of Ahsoka. We watched Luke Skywalker in live yeah, action taking down dark troopers. Yeah. Dark Thrash troopers. Completely. Yes. Um. You know, and and so at this point, now we've seen Garazeb Aurelius. I, you never say never. I'm expecting me to pop up in one of these episodes at some point and not even remember doing it. And, you know, and so it's just surprise after surprise after surprise. And so I'm not going to say never. Thrawn, you know, if they're dropping this many hints about the Ahsoka series, I'm going to say, it, don't get me wrong, I'm going to lose my why, mind. Why the heck not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to oh, lose yeah, yeah, my but, mind. But I'm going to say why the heck not. But I'm not going to be surprised at this point if he's in it, you know, so... I, don't get me wrong. I'm going to literally, I'm going to make a mess. I don't know what kind of mess it's going to be, yeah, yet, yeah. but there's going to be a mess. <laughs> but it'll be out of happiness. TBD. Yeah. TBD, yeah, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. which kind of mess it's going to be, but there's going to be one. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to be surprised if, if that makes sense. So uh, Thrawn, man, th- I think there's already been teases of him in this series all in this season also, you know? And so I know we're getting him in Ahsoka. I don't, matter of fact, when I went and picked up my poll file today, I was talking to the guys there, and um, we were talking about Thrawn and um, what we think is going to be, you know, coming. And we were talking about that crossover event that Dave Filoni keeps talking about that Kathy talked about in 2020. And we're this much closer to it now. I The moment, I told him, the moment Kathy said that on that investor's call, the moment she said it, because she announced it right after the Ahsoka and Rangers of the New Republic series, the moment she said it, she hadn't even taken a breath yet from saying it. And in my brain, I was already, it's Thrawn. They're doing Thrawn. And I knew it from that moment that they were doing it. And I, I'm i here for it. I like I need to change my eating habits so that I am here <laughs> to see this masterpiece on the screen, right? So, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be Thrawn. But, I, man, I, I'm going to say 50-50 him popping up in this series, in, the, in this season. I'm going to say 50-50. But, yeah, uh, that's amazing, though. Can't wait. But, yeah, no. So, to go back to the question, no, I don't, this is a tease for things to come. This is this is them planting seeds. They're planting seeds for things that are going to be coming in the future. Um, Absolutely. And, and just all you can do is just sit back, buckle in, put on a helmet because you're going to need it, and enjoy the ride. I think it's going to be that much fun. So, uh, thanks for sending in the question, Emily. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, the third mailbag question this week comes simply from fives that's how it was signed that was the email this comes from fives <laughs> and fives maybe says, it is fives. maybe it is hey brian and Usuf. first i want to say i love your show and what you guys bring to the fandom i was wondering if there were any pieces of canon uh, material that you would like to see stricken from being official history thanks for the question i think i know one of your answers i'm gonna let you go first it. because i <laughs> Is, is, is it not heir to the Jedi? Not anymore. Not, <laughs> not anymore. anymore. Not okay. anymore. You go ahead okay. and go first. We'll, we'll, see what, we'll see what you have to say first. Uh, no, I mean, okay, completely stricken. If I had to choose one, I don't have one particular item I'd want stricken from fandom because I don't, uh, I don't have something that is particularly, you know, so bad that I just want it omitted and we can just keep <laughs> going. I'd, I'd, I'd rather have some things rewritten. 
and mm-hmm. that is and if i had to choose one thing it would be episode nine that's it oh yeah it's the only thing that is the only one thing that i would have and i know that's a big one and i don't want to jump the bandwagon i would i'd love to give you an intricate you know fives i hope i hope you are fives listening i would love to <laughs> the actual fives i would love to um I, I would love to have like a very deep you know detailed answer of like a certain comic book issue which then set into motion various different things but yeah, no, I, I just, um, my, my, my ultimate answer is episode nine because I, I never, I never got a lot of closure there. You know, it could be right. written in, in a hundred different ways, you know, whether it was a seeing culmination of Kylo Ren truly becoming the supreme leader, which is something even Darth Vader never did. Um, whether we wanted to see something like him turn to the light and then, you know, conquer the, the first world, whatever it could have been, Ray, what, what happened with her. So so many things, so many things, Fives, so many things. But yeah, in terms of actually something being purely omitted, I haven't read it nearly as much canon as Brian has for me to say, yeah, that there's no point for that. In fact, it may have done us damage. There's no, there's, 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 this should be gone. I'd, I'd, I, I could get my rubber eraser right now and erase it and that would be great. I, I'm yet to find that particular piece just yet. I found a lot of things that annoy me in general. Um, kind of like I mean for example like uh, I mean I I, I nitpick at stuff as well so like uh, in Dooku um, in the novelization uh, sorry the novel not novelization the novel of um, um, Dooku um, uh, Jedi Lost Mm -hmm. um, it's it's told in such a way where it really ought to be changed if I'm honest it's like a narration sort of thing and and it's it's not told from Dooku's perspective. It's just stories about Dooku being told, and it's it's not bad. I get to know a lot of it. It's just guys like uh, so for me personally, and you'll you'll find a little bit later as well. With the next question that I'm a huge villain fan. I love understanding. And Dooku, he's an antihero and a villain at the same time. In my opinion, I'm very I'm very you know I, I have my own special opinion about Dooku. I just would have loved to see that written in a much more detail. I want to see more about the mind that that sort of got changed and i got to see some of that in uh the tales uh, in um in the disney plus show uh help me out brian what's it called uh t- t- was it t- tales of the jedi oh was yeah tales of, yeah yeah yep yeah. tales of the jedi tales of jedi so that yeah. showed me a perspective of dooku which i wanted to see in the novel and i wanted to see much more of it and that was amazing that was great to see so yeah some of the i i, I like nitpicking this kind of stuff but yeah so that's that's my answer for now Oh, um, how about you, Brian? If you, <laughs> it's not heir to the Jedi anymore. If you'd asked me two years ago, it would have been. I. <laughs> okay. Uh, so if you'd asked me two years ago, it would have been heir to the Jedi. That was a novel that I had a really hard time swallowing, uh, and it was the third novel out in the new canon, right? And so heir to the Jedi was kind of grandfathered in from the EU stuff. It was already in production when they did the slate wipe. It got brought in and. History was made. Not good history, but history was made. So that book, it's not the bottom of the list anymore. Believe it or not, I actually went back and reread it. And I reread, um, actually, I reread quite a few. I read A New Dawn, Tarkin, uh, like the first five novels. Tarkin, uh, A New Dawn, Tarkin, Heir to the Jedi, um, uh, Dark Disciple, Lords of the Sith, and then the entire Aftermath trilogy. I read all of those again. Um, And... Love aftermath, oh yeah, aftermath. I read them all back to back. I I'd never done that before. I read them. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me. Um, I read them as they came out originally, and so reading them all back to back as one massive story was pretty cool. 
Um, but now my answer is different. Now that we've had some more gems hit the timeline, um, I might make some people mad with this because I know there's some people that really like this trilogy. It's a trilogy of books that I want stricken, uh, not just a single piece. And I'm going with the Alphabet Squadron series. Oh, I, I, dude, I had so, I did not have a good time reading those books. I, the, All right. they, the first book, and, and so when I'm reading the first book, right, and I can't even believe I have them on my canon shelf, but I've got them there. So when I was reading the first book, who, who wrote those again? I don't remember. Alexander Freed wrote those. Mm-hmm. And so he did his best to come up with some of the most impossible to pronounce names. And you guys know, if you've watched the podcast long enough, I'm not good with names as it is. I can barely pronounce some names once in a while on mailback questions, and I'm praying to God that I don't offend anybody by doing it, right? And so I already have a hard time with names. But when you come across a name that is like 17, 18 letters long, it takes you, it's got four (laughs) hyphens in it. It takes you out of the book for a second, you know? And you can't just come up with a shorter version of the name. It's the same long name every time. And so I it, that took me out of it, and I just I couldn't get into that series at all, you know. And and, and, I'll, and I'll play devil's advocate against myself. Like I just said, I read the aftermath trilogy all back to back, and it was kind of a different perspective. Maybe I need to go back and reread Alphabet Squadron all back to back. And I just I don't know if I have it in me to do it because <laughs> it was just it's so it was so hard for me to get through. Um, so at this point, I would almost just rather have it stricken from canon. It really didn't connect to anything else overall. <laughs> and so it kind of told its own story. And to be honest, man, yeah, that's it. That's the one. I'm. That's the bottom of my list now. I remember, I think it was the last ranking video that I did um, where everybody was like, well, we know what the bottom one's going to be. And then this last one, they were like, what? Like, really? It's not Heir to the Jedi anymore. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, I got de- it, it got oh, dethroned. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, that, that sounds pretty. Yeah, that sounds pretty deep because obviously that ruined your experience. It did, and, and anyway, and that's appreciating it, and it's not linked to anything. Then why are you giving me a chore to do right. that? That's when that feels like a chore, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, it was a chore to get through them, and those books came out six months apart. So I read, you know, the first yeah. one six months later. Had to read a second one, and I remember half, being halfway through the second one and going crap. And Kirsty was like, "What?" And I'm like. <laughs> This is a trilogy. There's another one of these books coming along. <laughs> Damn it. I was like, Never man, no. I was like, it's not good. You know? And so I did, I sat down and powered through the last one. And I was like, man, these aren't good. I just, and don't, to me, they're not good. I know there's people out there that enjoy those books and will defend them. That's great. I'm glad you liked them. I wish I had liked them. I'm glad you got a really cool, <laughs> you know, fighter pilot, pilot trilogy. But I know, I, if, if they called me yesterday and was like, yeah, no, we need to we need to remove some books. Which one, you know, or a piece of canon? What is? It? Oh God, yeah, no, <laughs> get rid of Alphabet Squadron, please, for the love of God. So that's my answer, Jesus. I do, <laughs> I do agree with you to to an extent with Episode Nine though, because I I've read the Duel of the Fates, a story that Colin Trevorrow had, and it would have been so cool. Um, they've yeah. even got web comics that somebody has gone through and made adapted from that screenplay and it looks like it would have been so cool 
to to see that story. And I feel like it would have went with the I feel like it would have went with the first two films a lot better than yeah. what the nine we got did. So, but that's that's my answer. If I could, I'm going to need you to send me that link because I've been holding off from reading oh, it yeah. for a while. I think you guys shared it before, but I'm gonna I'm gonna read that through. I'm gonna read that through. Yeah, I'll definitely send it to you. It's actually it's really the artwork is pretty cool. I mean, it's it actually plays like a Star Wars movie, and it's I mean, it starts on Corellia, like it's pretty cool. Like the shipyards above Corellia, it's it's pretty cool. So Ray's got a double bladed lightsaber, like. There's no redemption for Kylo. Like it's just there's even a like a lightsaber battle if I remember right between Vader and Kylo. Like a, like a like a flashback Ooh. scene. It was so cool. So, uh, but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I would get. Yeah, rid I of. mean, how can you how, how can you have a redemption arc for Kylo Ren and not have Anakin Skywalker come up to him in a vision or even in his mind? How? Yeah. How can you not have have Anakin? He can. At least be like, show, show, show me Anakin, show me, show me, show me grandfather, show me Vader, you know, and he's episode seven, he's crouching down there next to the helmet, next mm-hmm. to the, 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 the scorched helmet of Vader, which he clearly went to the wreckage of the Death Star to look for, and find, or excuse me, no, on the moon of Endor, mm-hmm. where his grandfather was incinerated, you know, or burned, you know, after he died. Um, yeah, uh, what's the word? Uh, when he was, uh, cremated right oh he yeah cremated yeah. after he died and he clearly went there and dug it out and found it specifically and then he's trying to draw strength from from his grandfather mm-hmm. and then how can you have that start and then in episode nine when he's getting redeemed and then all of a sudden he sees anakin in front of yeah. him anakin not vader and that would be amazing like i'm getting yeah. i'm, I'm all thinking about that possibility like that is yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link because you you would really enjoy it. As far as the the Vader helmet thing goes, just a little aside: Have you um, started the Princess and the Scoundrel yet? Uh, not yet. Okay. Because I have a shit. To, so that when that was announced, I had already like three books that I bought on Audible, which I'm looking through. So I wanted to do the Princess and the Scoundrel, which my wife also wants to read with me. Actually, so we're gonna do that together. Hopefully this summer. It's pretty good. Um, I was. It's it's a pleasant surprise for me. Um, I okay. wasn't really looking forward to it a whole lot, um, but it really does feel like classic Star Wars. It take it. I mean, it picks up the nice. day after Endor, and it and it goes oh, okay. and it, it is it. Han, Luke, Leia, Lando, the droids, Chewie, they're all there, and it. I mean, it nice. actually feels like Star Wars again. But I ask you this because it's not really so much a spoiler. There's a scene. I'm not going to tell you how what what is said during it or anything like that because that I guess could be kind of spoilery. But there is a scene where uh, Leia is kind of walking out through the woods away from the village, and she starts to smell smoke, like this acrid smell, and she finds what's left of Vader's funeral pyre. And she finds the helmet and is, like, talking to Vader, basically telling her exactly what she thought of him. And it is such a good scene. It is so good. So... There's the princess and the scoundrel. It's a pleasant surprise. I th- I think you are really gonna enjoy it. Um, All right. Yeah, I've just moved it up in my priority. Yeah, it's chat. it's yeah, pretty good. Sure. So that one, I, and I think I think you and your wife are both really gonna like that one a lot. So amazing, amazing, amazing. Her, she definitely loves Leia. Not just, I mean, at first she loved Luke, but now she loves Leia a lot more. Yeah. 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 And I think that I think that's a lot of people. You know, I think a lot of people have she, come to have a new appreciation bloodline. for Leia. Oh, we read uh, we read Bloodline together, 
and she was just like yeah amazing best book ever like i'm just that's <laughs> it like i love this angle of star wars much more than anything else yeah awesome. yeah absolutely this is an amazing angle of star wars by the way yeah. and, and bloodline had some galaxy shattering stuff in it i mean it was exactly. huge exactly. spoilers like huge spoilers so uh but yeah. anyway <laughs> so yes if i could if i could pick anything it would be alphabet squadron uh get rid of it kick it out it's garbage no more Please no God, don't don't give me any more of those. So thanks for the question, fives. I appreciate it, and uh, hope I Wherever hope. You uh, are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> uh, thanks for the question, fives. I appreciate it. Uh, question number four this week comes from Bradley Rains, and Bradley says, "Hello there, fellow nerds. Do you think an animated comedy would work in canon?" Thanks for the question, man. And uh, I'm gonna let you start this one because. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, comedy-wise, in Star Wars, I've always had a um, what's the word? I've always, I've always felt like there's a, there's people interpret comedy differently in Star Wars because uh, there's there's a lot of different comedy in Star Wars. But I, firstly, I do think it would work. But I think that if it was specifically meant to be a comedy, I, if I'm I'm not sure if I'm misunderstanding the question or not. But if it's like a sort of, not necessarily like a sitcom, I'm not talking Seinfeld stuff. I'm just saying like, if it was a comedy of just like a show set in Star Wars that would be comedic. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Why not? It's just the Star Wars show with, with laughs in it. But um, if it is a show in general, like an animated show with a lot of comedy in it, just watch Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> the Anakin Obi-Wan stuff, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, no, I mean, if, if I think a comedy show would work and an, an animated comedy show would work with Star Wars, yeah, 100%. And there was supposed to be uh, the show, well, I think we got it already, uh, Droids uh, on oh. Disney Plus. And that's kind of a comedy. Yeah. yeah and that's going to be like quite, quite ch- uh, children oriented, child oriented uh, content, which is supposed to be a little bit of uh, slapstick humor, I suppose, sort of like accidental stuff and bumping into stuff, you know, slipping on banana peel, that kind of thing. <laughs> but, um, you know, but if, if we were actually to look at other sources of comedy, Star Wars characters are, whenever, whenever you look at characters of different universes, right, or different genres or whatever, whenever I think of Star Wars characters, they're always, all of them, this is like an underlying tone, they're always very quick-witted, mm-hmm. every single one of them. They're always uh, very smart, potentially intellectual. Even Greer is kind of intellectual in his own way. He's experienced, right? Right. um, uh, For those who can't remember, Greer Greer is the name of uh, the pilot um, of of, of the plane, uh, the crew, uh, the Mantis crew. um, Grease. Which is in uh, Jedi Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, Grease. Grease, yeah. Grease, yeah. Keep keep thinking of... uh, Kind of I I knew who yeah, you were anyway, talking I mean, about, but the the second time you said Grim, I'm like, that's not right. Wait, no. And yeah, yeah, agree. And as soon as you said, Man, I was like, is he talking about somebody else? Am I thinking of somebody else? And then when you said Mantis Grim, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, okay, no, you're 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 good. So, but, but. yeah, yeah, sorry, I, I missed. I, I was no, thinking about the song of Greer County Bachelor, but yeah, so <laughs> Grease, uh, Grease being, uh, you know, he's he's kind of rough around the edges, but he's still quite smart and, and quick-witted and really experienced in his own way. Every Star Wars character is, especially the pirates. And even then, oh, he seems yeah. quite reserved. And Hondo stuff, and Naka. Quite, he knows what's going on. Hondo. Hondo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hondo. You, I mean, can, you Leia, can do an entire Luke, all, all comedy. Yeah. You can do a whole comedy exactly. with Hondo. I, I mean, he's exactly. if you hilarious. If nothing other than follow Hondo, 
or solo. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seriously, you you would you would get comedy straight away. You would. So yeah, no, I think it works. And in terms of animation, yeah, Star Wars is yeah. was big on animation, and it could still be that we could still get a lot of new animation. Obviously, the the world tends to to be like, or the audience tends to say. Oh, you're you're not doing do live action. You're gonna do some more animation. What are you lazy? Like, what is this? Like, everybody's doing live action. What's going on? So I think, and there's it's not for a shortage of actors, and it's all it's all budgetary issues, obviously. But mm-hmm. I mean, if anybody was to do, if Star Wars was to do uh, a good animation show, I'd, I'd watch that for sure, especially if it was a comedy. And I think it would fit. I think it would fit. Whether if it was a pure comedy show, um, you know, just like with some world building and a little bit of action and running away here and there, or if it was something like Clone Wars or Rebels or uh, anything like that, and it was more comedy-centric, yeah, that would be great. I think it would work. What do you think? I um, We almost got one. Uh, Star Wars we Detours. We almost got Star Wars Detours. Um, for those of you that don't know what Star Wars Detours is, um, Seth Green was working on this show. Um, that You can still see like the trailer for it on YouTube. It's got crap loads of views. And it, this is a show that they've talked several times about unshelving it and getting it out and doing it. Just do it. If you guys go watch this trailer, you're going to laugh at some point in this. It's, it's hilarious. There's something. It's a whole bunch of clips of the, what they had put together. Uh, just basically in this big trailer montage kind of thing. And it, the, everybody will find something in there that will make them laugh. I mean, there's there's even some clips that are on YouTube of of some of the episodes that was released and some of them were, I mean, there's one where Obi-Wan is at this like job fair and he's like this homeless hobo. Right. And he's like at this job fair and he's got a table and this girl comes up and he's like, Ooh, are you a Jedi? Let's find out. And he puts a marble on the table and he picks the table up and starts tilting it back and forth. He's like, you see that? That's the force. You're doing that. And like, it's just, (laughs) It's it's hilarious what they could do with that and and something along those lines and you know Darth Maul and Palpatine are just hilarious or not Darth Maul I'm sorry Darth Vader and Palpatine are just hilarious together. Um, Palpatine is voiced by the same guy that voices him in Robot Chicken, uh, and, and so it's just he's he's like which he, I think is the best ever impersonation we've ever there's, had. There's one scene where he's walking down the ramp of, of a Lambda shuttle. And Vader's kneeling, and he's like, "Welcome back, my master. How was the singles cruise?" And 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 Palpatine's <laughs> like, "There wasn't a cloud in the sky." Or he, how do you say? It? He goes, uh, "There wasn't a cloud in the sky," which is kind of weird since it was raining chicks. And he's just like, "You'd have to see it. <laughs> it's hilarious." So go watch. Go type in Star Wars Detours, and watch that. This is a show. I definitely think a Star Wars comedy would work. It doesn't have to be canon, obviously. Uh, and there, oh, there's another scene where. Obi-Wan is doing stand-up comedy in Jabba's Palace. <laughs> and it cuts to him, and as he's talking, there's, like, stuff getting thrown at him from different angles. And he's like, don't you people get it? His name was Windu, and he went out a window. And, like, no. everybody's just staring at him. And he's like, that joke was hilarious, and you all loved it. And they all start laughing. And the show would have worked. It would have worked. We need it. I, I, my soul needs Star Wars detours. So go check it out if you guys haven't seen it. Um, I, I definitely think a comedy could work. Uh, Star Trek did it. I think uh, Star Trek did do it. Star yeah. Trek did it. So uh, I, what was it called? The Lower Decks or something like that? Star Trek, The Lower Decks, I think. Uh, but anyway, they, they did it. You know, So why can't we have comedy in Star Wars? You just got to get the right people to do it. 
is the thing. So, um, yes, I definitely think it would work. Are we ever going to get it? Probably not. It's not to not to skip over, by the way, Star Wars uh, Lego holiday special and Star Wars Lego Rise of Skywalker right. saga, the games and everything. But yeah, it's obviously another level what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and, and this, I just I think it would work. I think we, I th- honestly, God, think it would work. I really do. So. Uh, thanks for sending in the question, Bradley. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments. Do you guys think a comedy could work uh, in Star Wars? Why or why not? I, I'm curious to hear what you guys have to think about. Uh, have to say about that. So, uh, let me know in the comments of whether you're watching on YouTube, you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Comment below and let me know. So, I'd li- I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. So, uh, thanks for sending in the question, Bradley. All right, question number five. Uh, it comes from Kimberly Breckett. And Kimberly says, good morning, Mr. Miller and Mr. Wally. Hope you're doing well. What is your most anticipated project in the works right now and why? Um, I'll, I'll start this one. Ahsoka. Yeah. I am I am over the moon ready for Ahsoka. Uh, this is a show that, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier. We're getting the sequel series of Rebels and we're getting Thrawn and we're getting more, you know, more Ahsoka. We're getting Ezra. We're probably going to get Zeb, you know? I mean, now that we know that they can do it. And so, I, uh, I it's Ahsoka for me. That's absolutely. What about you, Joseph? It's Acolyte, 100%. Oh. So, I'm, I'm all about the dark side. I'm all about the dark side. I'm all about the dark side. I'm, I'm going to keep saying it forever. You know, I just can't. I love, I, I think, genuinely, a story is only as good as its villain. No matter what kind of story it is. No matter if it's Star Wars. No matter if it's... I don't care if it's anything really. It's it's just it's a novel, it's a TV show, it's a film, it's a murder mystery, it's a it's a saga, it's a drama, it's a whatever. It's only it's only as good as its film. It's only as good as as its villain. And Dark Side really has produced many very cool, outstanding, passionate villains. I just love Star Wars villains, and that is what actually hooked me into Star Wars. Watching Darth Sidious cackle that unbelievable cackle with that insanely good music in the backdrop behind him yeah i can't wait to see another sort of dark side user be introduced acolyte so we already have a little bit of news about acolyte being set towards the end of the high republic this is what i've been mentioning a little bit earlier when we were talking now it's towards the end of the high republic era and uh protagonist is going to be a woman she and she is going to have her own antagonists, whereas even though she herself is going to be a dark side user, so technically she's evil, technically. But, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. Right. Because if, if we look at the original trilogy and the prequels and sequel trilogy, you know, the, the, this era of Star Wars, if you're a dark side user, a force user, then you're quote-unquote evil. Whereas if you actually look at the Sith in other eras, like with Bane, he, they're not necessarily evil, not not in the traditional sense anyway. Mm-hmm. They they look at control, and they look at this idea. If you know what Assassin's Creed is and the Templars, then you know what I'm talking about because they look at it as in a sort of order. They look at it as in a source of a sort of no no we you know you, you can live in the chaos because your true self is coming out sort mm-hmm. of thing. And if that means that you control someone else because you show them that, you know, you can overpower them, well, then it's their job to try to power up against you sort of thing. It's very competitive. It's very aggressive based because it's very raw. Yeah, I can't wait to see what Acolyte has in store for us. 
And as I said, so I have a, so I read one of the, you know, the, uh, I read uh, Light of Jedi um, in the, in the era, excuse me, in the High Republic era. But I want to read the rest of the High Republic books as well, all at once. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just can't keep, you know, I tried it because I wanted to go in tandem, sort of, yeah, let's keep reading my, you know, the books I'm reading. Um, currently, I'm doing uh, uh, Battle Scars. But, um, oh, good book. I, I, yeah, yeah, I realized good I book. couldn't go back and forth in between eras. So I just want to sit down, finish Hard Public all at once, and it'll put me in a good mood as well so that when I go back and watch Acolyte, and hopefully when it's, when it's released, I can think back to High Republic and be like, okay, so I've got everything with you now. Right. If that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm extremely excited for Acolyte. Extremely. I'm, I'm a huge, you know, villain fan. Sort of. Right. Yeah, no, that's a good, I, actually, I completely forgot Acolyte was coming out. <laughs> no, when <laughs> you said that, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm really excited about, I'm extremely excited about, oh, and if, if, in the future, the movies that come out are High Republic focused, and they're in the High Republic era, then we're looking at a completely new challenge of thinking of Star Wars in a world or in a galaxy far, far away without Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, without the Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. There will be probably Master Yoda, probably, but um, he will not be ultra central. He'll, he'll be the only familiar face we see. Isn't mm-hmm. that right? Yeah, now you're right. Yeah. He's he's kind of the, the, the only tie we have Constant. for... Yeah for high Republic to what we already know. Um, yeah. but, but I'm, I, I, love I mean, he was, yeah, so. of course. No, no, Yoda's, Yoda's outstanding. Of course. But no, that's a good answer. Acolyte. That's a, that's another good one that I'm, I'm really looking forward to myself. I, I'm just going to stick with Ahsoka though for my answer, but yeah, Acolyte oh, no, is, no, absolutely, is definitely absolutely. second. I, oh, I can't wait for Ahsoka either, but it's amazing. I can't wait for that. But Acolyte is, I, it just, just tips the scales for me. Just me right. genuinely loving the dark side so much. And something which I may have done a bit of a disservice so Dooku, Jedi Lost, I may have done What'd that just do? a little bit of a disservice because there's something, there is, uh, you know, in that, in that book, there's, there's something really cool about the relationship between Dooku and Yoda, which pops up here and there. Yeah. So that was actually really, yeah, I'll, I'll, I have to say that actually, okay, so the only thing I would change about Dooku, going back to the answer, is just the narration. I would never admit that book. But yeah, just uh, Yoda and Dooku's relationship is amazing. Because oh, yeah. Dooku's seen as quite, as a, as, 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 as quite of a risk. Right, he's seen as quite of a risky character. He's very, very quick to 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 rush to be a, a little bit aggressive. He's not violent, but he's he's very strong. He's very he's very powerful. For, even when he's a, a youngling, he defeats a Jedi, a fully you know a Jedi master, right. in in single combat. Like that's that's outstanding. And then he defeats um, uh, Saifu Diaz, who was in his let's say in his class. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was they were they were both in the same class. They were graduating as younglings. He defeats him literally blindfolded right literally with one arm tied behind his back and blindfolded he defeats he's that he is all kinds of crazy he's amazing and he just carries himself with this aura because even though he never grew up with his family who are aristocrats he knows that he's an aristocrat by blood so he just carries himself that way he's such a complex character that every jedi master turns him down because they don't, or, or rather not turn him down. They just, nobody chooses him to be his apprentice. And who walks up and chooses him to be his apprentice? Grandmaster Yoda. Yep. And, and that is just, that is outstanding because then Yoda's taking him, what is this? Is it, Yoda might be taking it as a challenge onto himself. But then see, when you know all of this backstory and then you watch episode two, Attack of the Clones, and you see Yoda walk up to Dooku 
And then Duke is like, Master Yoda. With gritted teeth and his eyes are piercing and he's just like, okay. Now I see that scene a lot differently. Right. A lot differently, actually. And even the stuff and like Tales of the Jedi, even that stuff. Oh, yes. You know, yes, has, yes. has altered stuff it. As well. oh, unbelievably, the way he took out Yaddle and how he oh. felt about Qui-Gon. And, you know, no, so the Dooku and Qui-Gon story, that in itself is just outstanding. It's yeah. amazing. But yeah, so this this concept, Dooku, is one of the reasons why. I, it's just evidence to anybody who, who really wants to see how much I love the dark side. Look at Dooku and the conflict that he may have gone through, being a Jedi all his life and being very powerful with the Force and loving it and loving Jedi. He felt the Jedi were misguided. Mm -hmm. And he was slowly edging towards the dark side for very different reasons than Anakin did, for very different reasons than Darth Sidious would have turned to dark side for very different reasons than Pelagius did. Every single one of these four different characters had a completely different reason for using the dark side of the Force. Pelagius thought it was a wisdom of power of achieving a certain oneness with the Force that you just couldn't use in the light side. You have to see both sides, and he loved the dark side so much he was already powerful with it. That was Pelagius. And Sidious just wanted absolute control. He wanted to win. He just right. wanted to dominate. And then Anakin turned to the dark side out of seduction, out of, you know, he wants something that he can't necessarily get, and he's misguided a little bit, and even though he knows he might potentially be, be misguided, he's going to go down that path because he wants to see what it is, and then he enjoys the power that he has because he's already powerful enough. And then Dooku, on the other hand, is like, okay, I've tried this. Let me try that because I think I might be able to fix this. He's sort of his own villain in a certain way. Yeah, I just love, I just love force man i just love the force the dark side it's fantastic the dark side is not so dark it's not so um what's it, it's, it's not it's not black and white it's right really, it was a I huge gray it. area yeah. yeah 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 it is exactly yeah and i'm sorry for that huge monologue uh, no 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 i love it i just love it see this is this is how you know usuf absolutely adores villains this is how you know like this <laughs> he this guy dude usuf could talk hours on villains dude i love it yeah it's because yeah. it, don't let me do that there, there are things we only that got you, a certain amount of time before our viewers <laughs> <laughs> there, there are things that i've heard you say when we were talking where i'm just like whoa, whoa he's right like <laughs> you know and the only other person that's ever done that to me was dave filoni so if that makes you feel any any better <laughs> dude well, i'm in good company Usof, Usof, yeah usif gets villains dude so that's i, I love that so uh, all right, Thanks. so let's let's. I'm not going to go crazy or turn into a villain myself. <laughs> no, you're good. Let's move Ooh, on to question I'd number six. Don't do it, man. Don't do you are my brother. <laughs> so question number six this week comes from Ian Cross, and Ian sends in. I have a question I'd like your take on. Would the Jedi and Sith ever work together? My fiance asked me this the other day, and I didn't have an answer. Usif, we were just talking about villains. What do you think? Do you think the Jedi and Sith would ever have a threat come up that was so big that they had to work together? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know either. Okay. I, I think... Okay, this is... Okay, so the way you phrase that question is, is different, though. Um, if there was a threat so big that they would work together, yes, it's like... Like that movie, The Martian, with uh, USA and China setting up a space program together. To go get so Mark Watney. Save... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mark Watney. Yeah. Um, um, who was 
his act. Um, well, who was he? It wasn't Mark Wahlberg. It was, it was uh, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> Stranded on Mars. Yeah. And then something goes wrong. So they do that. They work together. As in, there's political tensions, but they call them and they're like back channels and whatever. And then they start working together. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a similar situation. But I think what, what would come out of here is potentially that situation where, you know, the Sith would potentially work with the Jedi to do this. And then they would probably just screw the pooch and just steal something and try to take over themselves. You know what I mean? They're kind <laughs> right. of they're kind of mischievous in that way, you know, depending on the reasons why they do it. Um, I think that, okay, so actually, you know what this brings up? Um, what was her name in Legends? Uh, Luke Skywalker's affair with the dark side. Oh, uh, you're talking about Mara Jade, his wife? Mara Jade. Mara Jade, Mara Jade. yeah. So if if Luke and Mara Jade might see eye to eye on some things, the Jedi and Sith might see eye to eye on other things. And so, do you know what I mean? Like, there's a certain there's a certain thing to to see like they might have in common mm-hmm. or points of interest. Not just being strong with the Force, but actual goals and targets. Yeah, that 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 might might potentially happen. I mean, heck, in Clone Wars, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi works with um Dooku's apprentice the assassin because they're trying to escape uh, Ventress Assange Ventress yeah. um yeah works with her a little bit just to escape a certain situation where they're both being attacked mm-hmm. by, by by certain force and then and that's a very cool couple of episodes so Clone Wars for me was very swinger miss that's just my experience of it Clone Wars other than why is amazing I would always tell people to watch it entirely you'll always find a lot of stuff that you love you might right. love it all you might love most, some of it but some of these episodes stuck with me a lot. And that, that episode where Obi-Wan and Ventress, you see Ventress's opinion of like, ah, stinking Jedi, just always, this is always your approach, isn't it? Always so feeble, so something like that. Mm-hmm. And then Obi-Wan's like, you're always running way too aggressive. So what, And this is what got you injured and having to work with me in the first. So why don't you just listen to me for once? You know, it's that, that, that kind of thing. And he's very master about it. So. But yes, I do think, I, in short, yes. I think they, they might be able to work but work together. It'll be fleeting. It'll be very, oh, very yeah. brief. It will never be. They, 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 the, the, the reason that they can't naturally work together is because they naturally can't sit on a table without ultimately knowing that he's from the North Pole, she, she, she's from the South Pole, or the other way around. Right. And they're just completely other sides of, 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 of the magnetic poles. They're just completely pulling in different directions of why and how to use the force. And therefore, they are to a very large extent at complete different odds, at complete odds of how to live life, right. about the meaning of life, about the sanctity of life, about saving innocence or not, about using power, about using weapons, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I took that way too no, 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 no. feeling, but I think that's how I feel about it. What do you think? I think – so I think they would work together, but I think both sides – let's say this massive threat came into the galaxy, right? I think – Right. And it was a threat to both of them. I think they would not team up, but I think they would cooperate with each other where it, where their goals aligned. But I think other than that, the entire time, and I'm going to say this about the Jedi too, I think both sides would be secretly trying to plot amongst themselves how to take care of the other side at the same time. How do we mitigate that risk and them in one fell swoop? You know what I mean? And so, I, and I'll say that about yeah, the Jedi absolutely. too. No, you said the word cooperate. That's fantastic. Yeah, and, and I think I think that's where that would fall. Because there was even a story in Tales of the Jedi and Sith where Obi-Wan was chasing Asajj Ventress through the woods. She fell into right, this like right, temple, right, right. And, and, and he 
I think she was injured, if I'm not mistaken, and they had to work together to, or maybe it wasn't Obi Wan. I don't remember. I, I have to go back and look at the story again, but I'm pretty sure it was Obi Wan. Um, and there was a lot of bickering back and forth, obviously, you know, can you be my sweet and, and you know, and, and stuff like that. And, but it was still a really cool story. So they've done it before, but I think like on a massive scale, like on a galactic scale, man, that would, it'd have to be a hell of a threat. It would have to be a, like, it'd have to be a huge deal. Right. And for them to be like to, galaxy shattering. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I, I don't think they're ever going to do anything like that. But I'll tell you what, they ever come out with a movie that's a Jedi and a Sith, and they're in a, in a, I mean, a group of them, and they have to come together to work together to take out a threat, I'm there. First in line, opening night, popcorn ready, drink ready. I am ready to go. I am here for it. Bring it on. I would love to have something like that because Absolutely. the storytelling potential is just ridiculous, you know? Absolutely. So 100%. Oh, sorry. Uh, and so I, I'm there for it. Bring it on. Uh, I, I, I don't think that they'll ever do it, but, yeah, I I would be there for it. So uh, I hope that answers your question. All right, we got one question left this week, uh, question number seven, and it's a very simple question. It's worded very simply. It's elegant. Thank you, Sydney Goodwin, <laughs> for sending in this question. This question says, so – how about that Bad Batch finale? Uh, I, I feel kind of bad about including this question. It's a great question. Don't get me wrong, Sydney. I'm glad you sent it in. But Usif hasn't seen Bad Batch yet. Uh, I haven't seen season but, two. I've seen the first season, but I need to okay. rewatch it for sure. So, uh, Usif has said he's not worried about spoilers. Uh, but this finale has a massive spoiler in it, if it hasn't already been ruined for you. Um. It's it's a huge. I think it has been ruined for me. Okay. Go for it. Go it's for it. it's go a huge. It. You guys heard that right? He he said go for it. So <laughs> go for it. Like I'm not even here. Sorry. So we, uh, the big thing that happened in there's actually there's a bunch in this finale that uh, there's a lot to unpack. But I think the biggest thing is we we had the death of Tech and uh, he's he he bit the dust. He did the ultimate sacrifice. He gave his life to try to save his squad mates and he went out like a heroic badass he just did and you know he was cool about it we were talking on uh star wars news net live last night uh it was me and uh nate manning and we were talking about this and you know we one of the things that i really couldn't stand about episode nine right this is relevant i promise one of the things i really couldn't stand about episode nine was how many times that movie killed somebody off just to bring them right back in the next scene uh, Chewy, Chewy died. Just kidding. He was on the other ship. Three uh, PO got his memory erased. Just kidding. R two has a backup of three PO on his Google Drive. Uh, you know. Oh, Ben got thrown down the bottomless pit. He's get. He's gone. Just kidding. He's back. Oh, Ray died. Just kidding. She's back. Ben saves her life. You know. Zori Bliss was on Kajimi when it blew up. She had no way off the planet. No. Just kidding. She's at the final battle. You know, on Exegol. Uh, the entire movie was around Palpatine was dead. Just kidding. He's back. You know, so the entire movie just did that. It's, and that's a sin. That's a that's a cinematic sin, in my opinion. You know, once, I get it. Twice, uh. But seven times in the same movie? <laughs> Han Solo's dead. Just kidding. Here's a memory of him. You know, like, so it's like, like, how many times are you going to do this in this movie to us? Uh, 
And I fully expected uh, General Hux to get up from getting the blaster shot to the gut and just be like, oof, that hurt, and brush that off and walk away. You know, and so it was just, I hate it when they do that. And so I'm hoping, I can't believe I'm saying this, please forgive me, the maker, please forgive me. I hope Tech stays dead. <laughs> I hope he's dead. I hope he stays dead. I Because we were talking about what if he's not, because they found his goggles. They found his cracked out goggles. And this doctor was like, that was the only thing we could recover. Well, you know, was it? Was it really? You know, so I... Tech is gone. Uh, I, I think they need to leave him dead because otherwise there's no stakes. You know, look at Marvel. How many times right, yeah. How many times does Marvel kill a character off and then bring him back? Loki's died how many times? You know, in three different movies, and they still brought him back for another series? Like, so how many, you know, how many times do, so far, like in Marvel, there's only been a couple people that have died and stayed dead. Quicksilver was one, Thor's mother. Oh, just kidding. No, she was back too. They time traveled. They went and saw her again. But like, you know, it's, it's just one of those things I can't stand it when they do it, you know, because there's no stakes then. Because, you know, if they bring Tech back in the show, then the next time somebody dies for real, you're going to go, oh, no, he's fine. He'll be back. Don't even don't even sweat it, you know. So there's no stakes. It takes away that emotional pull whenever you finally do do something. Look at Rebels, right? How far are you in Rebels right now? Because I know you said you're watching Rebels. So I had previously watched the first two seasons, so okay. I'm re-watching it again. Just finished the first season. Okay. Starting the second season. Well, I'm already on episode two of the season two. So. Okay. Yeah. I don't no, want, I love Rebels. I don't there's I don't want to ruin anything in season four of Rebels for you. Um, and I'm not gonna say who it is, but there's a major character death in Rebels. And it was gut wrenching to watch, to see for the first time, because you're like, there's no way that person survived that. Like, are you serious? Uh, and so you got to have stay dead? they stay dead. They do. And, and, yeah, okay. and I'm, if, well, I mean, gravitas so is only sad. gravitas if you don't take away from it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you've got to leave these characters dead. You have to, otherwise there's no stakes. When this character died in rebels, it was like, Oh, like nobody is safe. You know, you know what I mean? Like, so every episode after that, you're like, man, is everybody going to make it out of this alive? Like, you know, and so it kind of builds that gravitas. Like you said, you use the word gravitas. It kind of builds that a little bit more. And it's like, oh, crap. So I hope they leave him dead. I and, and it feel, it, like I feel callous saying that. I hope they just leave him dead. I hope he's rotting at the bottom. <laughs> and I'm like, just leave him there. Uh, but that's not the only thing this season gave us. There's a lot to unpack in this one, you know, um. Uh, Sid's betrayal of the guys, um, turning them over to the Empire, calling the Empire, especially when they're down already, kicked while they're down, they just lost tech, and then she goes and pulls this. You know, I mean, just kicking them while they're down. There's so much to unpack here. The revelation at the end of who this doctor was, talking to Omega, who she actually is, it's like, what? Like, where is this going, you know? So, uh, it was a heck of a finale for Bad Batch. It was... you know, Bad Batch for me has been that show. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy it. I, I really do enjoy Bad Batch. When they announced it, Kirsty and I were like, oh, they're doing a series of Bad Batch. Cool, because we really enjoyed those episodes of Clone Wars. And so I've really enjoyed it. But the first season felt like every episode was kind of its own thing. You know, there was no underlying subplot that ran throughout the entire season. There was with this season, and I'm here for it. it I'm, I'm, I'm ready. It, it's, it's, it's actually really good. They're really focusing on the cloning aspects that the Empire was was looking at between episodes three and, you know, I guess nine, I guess. I don't know. Um, but really good. It was a solid finale. I really enjoyed it. 
I think it capped the season off really well. And it showed us that moving forward, nobody is safe. And so that's what I like in stories is when it builds the suspense a lot more. You know, so like, here, here's an example. Um, so if we have a character that pops up, you know, somewhere else in canon later down the road, and then they're in this like really bad situation earlier, and you don't know if they're going to make it out. Well, obviously they have to make it out because you already know they're in this over here. It kind of lowers the stakes a little bit. But when you're killing off main characters, nobody's safe. You know what I mean? It's it's like Deathly Hollows all over again. You don't know who's going to make it out of it alive. You know, so I thought it was a great, great series. You you said you're watching uh, the first two seasons again? Or the, the yeah, first season again, I, I mean? I just blazed through them. Yeah, so I blazed through Rebels the first two seasons really quick. And I didn't get a chance to really, like, enjoy them. <laughs> and uh, I had, like, a bad impression. of it. I was like, no, 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 I got to finish it. But I want to do the first two seasons justice so that when I watch the second two seasons, I'm actually, like, really into it. Mm. And I'm really thoroughly enjoying it this time around. So I finished the first season and now the second season. So, yeah. That's, that's kind of how I was with Clone Wars, believe it or not. Um, because mm-hmm. I started watching Clone Wars when they first started airing it. And I was like, this is stupid. I don't want to watch this. I even, that was yeah. the first Star Wars movie that I ever set the Clone Wars Star Wars movie. I went and saw it in 2008 when it came out. My That was, honest to God, the first Star Wars movie I ever wanted to get up and walk out of. And so yeah. it was, I mean, it was that bad to me anyway. And so I ended up not watching Clone Wars. And then well, it's completely different than the rest of the movies. So. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, You're at, not wrong to feel at, the, that way. at the time, I wasn't a fan of Anakin having a Padawan, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. And because where was she in episode three? You know, you know what I mean? And so that story hadn't been fully fleshed out yet. And now, you know, once I found out, wow, those are in, not in chronological order. Here's the list of what's in chronological order. Watch them in this order. I went back and watched it. Which I did do for Clone Wars. That's the way to watch it. That's the way to watch it is chronological. It makes way more sense. Because I started watching it, and I'm like, weren't they already on Christophsis? Like, isn't that where they started? And then they went, now they're back? Like, what what the hell's going on? And so once I figured out that they were not in chronological order, and I for some I have no idea why they're not in chronological order on Disney+. Plus. I have no idea why they're not. It doesn't make any sense to me that everything else is in chronological order. Why isn't? Rebel or why isn't uh, Clone Wars in chronological order? Clone Wars, yeah. Or what I say? Did I say? Did I say Clone Wars? Or did I say Rebels? I'm, I don't remember what I said. But yeah, why isn't no, no, Clone Wars? Yeah, yeah. Okay, why isn't Clone Wars in chronological order? It just makes sense for it to be that way. So, um, but yeah, no, I it, this show Bad Batch. I think it's it's going to end up being. So I don't know how many seasons it's going to run, but I promise you, we're getting another season announced next week. Um, they can't leave it the way they did, you know, and and so. I'm enjoying it. I'm not enjoying me, as much as I Let me ask Wars. you. Let me ask you this. Actually, uh, talking specifically about Bad Batch. Yeah. The Bad Batch unit itself. How important are they? I mean, so we're in terms of the grand, you know, the grander scheme of things. Obviously, they're not going to change anything in the story, which we already know. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, uh, are they? So the, the the point behind the show is not just world building. It's giving us a lot of the details of the politics and the cloning and everything else in the sort of in the back, everything that happened in the background of the empire. But Bad Batch in itself, where is it going to hit home? Is there something in particular that it does, which, oh, you see that happened in Trilogy. That was because of Bad Batch, that sort of thing. Oh, that you was going to happen. So where are the ripples of, of where are the effects of, of this the, show? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure yet. There are some mentions, especially in this last episode, there were some 
some cameo stuff. There are Easter eggs that were massive Easter eggs. I'll tell you this. Uh, Director Krennic is in this episode from Rogue ah, One. I love Krennic. Uh, Tarkin's nice. in this episode. And, and so... Love Tarkin is my yeah, favorite. Tarkin's there. Oh, he's, he's holding this meeting with these guys, and they're talking about the cloning thing. They're talking to, to Dr. Hemlock, who's in charge of the cloning at this point. He's there. Tarkin's there. Uh, Krennic is there. And once they get done with the cloning thing, Tarkin turns to Krennic. He's like, all right, now where are we on Project Stardust? You know, and so they, there's this little mention uh, of the Death Stardust. Star. Yes, yes, and yes, so, yes, but at yes, the time, yes. he's, uh, I think he's Commander Krennic, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's Commander Krennic. He's not director yet. Um, but it's him, you know, and so that was, that was kind of cool. Uh, where are we going from here? I don't know. Um, there's, there's this plot going in this season where Rex is trying to help some other clones escape the empire because right now in this season they really focused a lot on some of the senators are really trying to appeal for uh clone rights now that the war is over what do we do with the clones they're people too they deserve rights do they get pension checks you know what i mean do they get retirement plans because what are we going to do for them they did all this for us so what are we going to do for them to thank them for their service and there's other people who are like they're the property of the empire now so they we own them they belong to us they're just property so there's all these politics going on um We've seen stormtroopers already being conscripted in this show. They're going from the clones to the actual conscripted stormtroopers, and they're actually Ralph McQuarrie artwork stormtroopers. They look awesome. Um, and, and so we've seen that, and, you know, it, there's, there's, there's some threads going through, but I, I talk about the Rex thing because we see Rex and Rebels with some of the other clones kind of hiding out when we find them as old men when Ahsoka's like, I know somebody, and they go find the clones, right? Um mm-hmm. I'm wondering if we're not going to lead up to that because Rex is really helping a lot of clones yeah. in this season, you know, and he's trying to find other clones and get them out and get them to safety. So that might be one of those threads we end up seeing. The cloning thing I think is going to have a lot to do later on because we're talking about that in the Mandoverse too. During the Mando time period, they're doing a bunch of cloning mm-hmm. stuff right now also. So I think that's going to be that little continuous thread that's running underneath everything else all the way up to episode nine is the cloning thing. So. I think there's going to be some in, some stuff in this show that is pertinent later on that affects kind of the outcome of other things later on, um, but I guess we'll see what it ends up being. I don't like I said I don't know how many seasons this is going to end up running, but uh, hopefully we get a couple more seasons out of it. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. I get it, you know it 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 is what it is. You know, not everybody's going to like everything. So this I think is going to end up surprising a lot of people. I think it's going to be more important than than what we're thinking it is. So excellent, cool. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So that uh, I didn't want to ruin anything for you for Bad Batch. Um, No, no. I got this. Actually, this makes me makes me even more excited to watch it. Honestly, this this last season. I mean, the first part of the season felt like the first season where it was like every little mission here and there. Um, But once they get to the end and they really start hitting these last couple missions, it it really builds up. So um, I think I think you're really gonna enjoy it. So nice. Guys, we've been going for an hour and a half. We just hit the hour and a half mark, man. Uh, I'm, we, I mean, we just ramble on. I love it when we get together and, and, and talk Star Wars and talk about everything else, too. So uh, let's wrap this episode up for this week, and uh, we'll, we'll get this one out. Uh, next week, uh, I think we're going to try to shoot for a live show. Um, I think we're going to try to shoot nice. for it Thursday night, just so you guys know. I know... Thursday night works really well for Usif on recording, uh, yep, 7 p.m. Sure. Central. Yep. Excuse me, sorry. And uh, I think we're going to shoot for a live show, and I think we're going to talk about um, what we think is going to be coming, because Celebration starts the very next day. So I think we're going to be talking 
a little bit more about celebration. I think we're going to hit the live chat and we're going to see what you guys have to say about a lot of it. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to that episode. Uh, again, I want to reiterate one more time, May 6th, we're going to be doing the 24 hour live stream, uh, for, uh, uh, raising money to raise awareness for, uh, uh, veteran suicide. So, uh, mark your calendars for that. We will be, uh, giving some star Wars books to those who, um, donate over a certain amount. And, and I'm putting those tiers together now. I've been saying that for the last several weeks, but I'm putting the tiers together now uh, to make sure the donations are worth, you know, the, the it's worth getting a book and we can still raise some money for, for this cause. So, uh, Usif, if you don't have anything else to add, man, I think, uh, I think it's time to sign off. What do you think? I'm, I'm pretty happy with uh, us really getting to talk again. It's been too long, my friend, really, really too long. We both have, we've both had a, a lot of stuff going on. Really happy to talk this uh, to, to talk this through again. It's Excellent. really it's really exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. It's really good to be able to talk about it with you and with everyone listening to us. Of course, please message us in anything that you have beef with, anything that we've said that you don't <laughs> like. Make sure you tell us about it. We'd love to hear it and uh, get in touch. Ask any question you like. We've got we've got our own questions which we want to talk about. We'll probably talk about that next week or the week after. Oh yeah, we have some stuff as well that we want to talk about. So, Absolutely, yeah, always. We always have stuff we want to talk about as always. Absolutely. Usif, I want to thank you for joining me tonight. I know it's really, really late where you're at. Thanks for staying up with me and uh, talking some Star Wars. And we were going to record last night. the future. Uh, right? What's it like in the future? Are there, are there flying cars yet? Um, it's really dark at the moment. We were, yeah. we were going to record last night, and, and I had some stuff come up, so I wasn't able to. So thank you for adjusting your schedule to do it tonight. Uh, I really appreciate no, it. No problem. Uh, but I think we're, we're going to start shooting for a live show on Thursday night. So... Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us and talking some Star Wars. Until next week, this is Brian and Usuf signing off. May the Force be with you guys. You've just been listening to the latest episode of the Star Wars Canon Podcast. I'm Brian Miller, joined by my co-host, Usuf Wally. You can stream new episodes of the podcast every Saturday night at FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash 1138productions. Be sure to like and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening in on. If you'd like to get a question on the show, you can send it in to us at starwarscanonpodcast at gmail.com. Until next week, keep it civil, and may the force be with you.